0: Let me, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, welcome you to this very special service and to also thank God for his enabling grace. The Bible says it is not by power, nor by strength. I do one thing personally, and it's very personal to me, that each time I wake up in the morning, I give thanks to God, because it is by grace, and life is a gift from God. And so we are glad and grateful to him. Today I'll be speaking to you on the theme, The Presentation of Christ in the Temple. The Presentation of Christ in the Temple. And our text will be the gospel that I just read to to you. Luke chapter 2, verses 22 to 40. I start by way of... Giving introduction. When you talk about the presentation of Christ in the temple, there are four ways you can express this. Number one, you can say, can do Mass. When you say, can do Mass, what you are simply saying is the presentation of Christ in the temple. You can also say, the presentation of the Lord. Or, as I've said, the presentation of Christ in the temple, or I Papante. This festival, is a big festival, comes up every second day of February in the year. So, apparently, it was observed on the second. But then, we have a proper shift of of it to this service, so that all of us can reflect on what happened on that day. So Christ's festival, as I said, is on February 2, commemorating the occasion when the Virgin Mary, in obedience to Jewish law, went to the temple in Jerusalem, both to be purified 40 days after the birth of her son, Jesus, and to present him to God as her firstborn. If you are very conversant with the instruction of God to the Israelites in the Old Testament, the first child is expected to be dedicated unto the Lord, like as a first fruit. And then, when a, a, a woman gives birth, the woman will wait and later come to the to the synagogue, because it used to be in the synagogue, but then I will tell you why they went to the temple this time. So they would go to the synagogue, and they would do the purification. But even in this case, there shouldn't have been anything necessary about that, because Mary was a virgin when it became, she became pregnant, during, and even after she she can still be regarded as a virgin because there was no sexual intercourse between man and woman. So there was no pollution. There was no need for this, but for the fulfillment of the word of God, this was done. So, like I said, that she presented Jesus Christ as son. And now we can see in Luke chapter 2, verses 22 to 38. The festival was formerly known in the Roman Catholic Church as the Purification of the Blessed Virgin Mary and is known as the Presentation of the Lord. In the Anglican Church, it is called the Presentation of Christ in the Temple. In the Greek Church, it is called I Papante, which means meeting, simply means meeting. And so the occasion enables Jesus Christ to meet that aged Simeon whom the Lord has said you are not going to die. It doesn't matter how old you are until you see the Savior. And you know that when he had the encounter then knock dimity came up. Let the servant depart in peace. Now I have seen that Savior which you have promised and um, and a lot that he also said during so today I will just be very brief, I've given the introduction, I'm going to talk to you about the need for the manifestation or the presentation why was that necessary I will also talk about the importance and the significance, then I will talk about your response, what are you supposed to do, what am I supposed to do the presentation of Jesus in the temple served two purposes. The first is the redemption of the firstborn, and the second is the purification of Mary. The firstborn belonged to the Lord, according to the book of Exodus, chapter 13, verses 1 and 2. But Numbers, chapter 18, verses 15 and 16, tell us the firstborn could be redeemed or brought back by paying five shekels. The purification of the mother in the Jewish law, which we find in Leviticus chapter 12, was purification from ritual uncleanness after childbirth. birth. Of course, Mary, as I said, did not need this purification because she was a virgin before, during, and after the birth of Jesus. But they underwent it to fulfill the law. She did that to fulfill the law. The purification was normally performed in the local synagogue. But Mary and Joseph decided it should take place in the temple. If the family could afford, they would offer a one-year-old lamb. But if not, they would offer two young pages. This is the first visit of Jesus Christ to the temple. It is the fulfillment of the prophecy of Malachi in our first reading today. In Malachi chapter 3 and verse 1. Suddenly there we come to the temple the Lord whom you seek. I repeat again. Suddenly There will come to the temple, the Lord whom you seek. The text in Malachi goes on to say that when the Lord enters the temple, he will purify and refine the Levites so that they will offer a pure sacrifice to the Lord. And then sacrifice of Judah and Jerusalem will please the Lord. Malachi chapter 3 verses 3 and 4. Malachi is saying, in the future, when the Lord enters his temple, the sacrifice of labors, the sacrifice of the Old Testament priest, will be purified so that a pure sacrifice will be offered that can please God. So Malachi, even if unknown to himself, foresees Christ and his priest, of the new covenant first ordained during the last supper. The second reading also from Hebrews confirms that Jesus is the high priest of the new covenant. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 17. Jesus, as high priest of the new covenant, offered himself on the altar of Calvary, the only pure priestly sacrifice that could please God. Significance of Jesus' presentation. The significance of Jesus' presentation at the temple is that for the first time, he was recognized, or let me say he is recognized as the Messiah. You know, the Holy Spirit had whispered to Simeon, you will see the Savior and then he was waiting patiently during, and then he saw the Savior. The man who recognizes him, Simeon, is a devout Jew who has for many years been waiting for the Savior of his people. As soon as he sets his eyes on Jesus, Simeon knows that he is that Savior, the Messiah, the fulfillment of the old covenant. Jesus' presentation in the temple reflects how he fulfilled the Old Covenant. According to Old Testament law, a sacrifice had to be offered in the temple when a child was consecrated to the Lord. Mary and Joseph honor this tradition. And that we see in Luke chapter 2, verses 22 to 24. When the days were completed for their purification according to the law of Moses, they took him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Just as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two pigeons in accordance with the dictates of the law of the Lord. Simeon. A devout and upright man had been told by the law that he would meet the Messiah before his death. When Jesus comes to the temple, we see the fulfillment of this prophecy. Simeon and the prophetess Anna acted in this place as representative of the old covenant. Recognized Jesus' Lordship and Messiah. In the culmination of their watchful waiting, when Simeon received Jesus, he blessed him and prophesied Jesus' future as Savior, proclaiming him as the light of the world. And look at what he said in Luke chapter 2, verses 28 to 32. He said, he took him into his hands and blessed God, saying, Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation which you prepared in the sight of all the peoples a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. What then is your response to this? What then is my response to this? Number one, Jesus came to fulfill the law. You and I must therefore pay attention to the laws of God. That is, we must do everything possible to reference and to obey the laws of God. Like I told you, Mary needed not to go for any purification because there was no pollution but for her to fulfill the law in a response to obey the word of God the prophecy ahead she did that and so we also as christians we must do everything possible to make sure that we conform to the laws of God that we do what God has said somebody may ask what are these laws of God what are they And I always like to refresh people's memory when it comes to that. And that is in Exodus chapter 20. It's very clear there. And I know by the grace of God, by the time we get to what we call in Nigeria our permanent site. I know this is not our our permanent site as St. Anselm. We are still going to a place where we can call this is our own building. In most churches in Nigeria, I don't know, I've not seen it here, the laws of God, these Ten Commandments, are often listed. So each time you come into the church, you look up, you see the Ten Commandments, and it reminds you the need for you to get yourself conformed to that which God has said. So thou shalt not have any other gods beside me. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Remember to keep holy the Sabbath day. Honor thy father and mother. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. And thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not convert thy neighbor's wife. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. We must pay attention to all of this. Number two, Jesus was presented publicly in the temple. It was not a hidden thing. Everybody saw. Even the old Simeon saw. Anna, the prophetess, saw. Everybody saw. Then we must present ourselves unto God. As Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this word, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but think soberly soberly, according as God has dead to every man and the mayor of faith. So we must present ourselves holy and acceptable. As Jesus Christ was presented in the temple and he was. Definitely regarded as the Savior. Number three, Jesus' light was not hidden. His light was not hidden. In fact, Simeon could attest, this light, this is the light to the Gentiles. This is it. So the light was not hidden at all. So in this place, we see that Simeon confirmed him as the Messiah. Let your light also shine as a believer, not just a Christian in the church, but everywhere you go. One thing I see that most people do, I don't know whether in this part of the world, when we are in the church environment, many people appear to be pious. Many appear to be very Christian. But the moment we leave the church environment, what do we do? How do we live our lives? Are we still being guided by the principles of God? Finally, in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16, it says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Shall we bow our heads in prayer? Your son Jesus was presented and Mary also presented herself for purification. Lord, we pray that as we go on this pilgrimage, heavenly pilgrimage, grant us the grace to constantly present ourselves to you without blemish. Help us, O Lord, to live and to be guided by your divine instructions. Father, we do pray that you will help us to shine as light into the darkness of the world in our homes, in our places of work, and anywhere we find ourselves. Help us to advance your kingdom and to make more disciples for you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen.